0: The first reading is from 1 Corinthians chapter 15. We start at verse 8. Last of all, he appeared to me also, as to one abnormally born. For I am the least of the apostles, and do not even deserve to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. Whether then it was I or they, this is what we preach, and this is what you believed. This is the word of the Lord. Hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. John chapter 14. We start reading at verse 8. Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, Don't you know me, Philip, even after I have been among you such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you are not just my own. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the miracles themselves. I tell you the truth anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. If you love me, you will obey what I command. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever, the Spirit of Truth. The world cannot accept him, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you.
1: Good morning, everyone. And it's always a great joy, I think, to have this Mission Week. It's a lovely focus for the work of St. Andrews. Um, But what I thought we would do as we begin the week is just to bring it down to a very personal statement Which Margaret read from 1 Corinthians 15. Um, To me, it represents the foundation for mission and indeed its inspiration and its enabling. By the grace of God, I am what I am. And you'll find this in the little testimony in verses 9 and 10 of 1 Corinthians 15. This is what counted for Paul in his missionary calling and his missionary work. For I am the least of the apostles and do not even deserve to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. Um, As we know, chapter 15 is an extraordinary apologetic for the resurrection of Jesus and for the resurrection of all those who believe in Jesus, And Paul has been giving evidence of the many appearances which Jesus made uh, during his resurrection. And then finally comes to himself, verse 8, and last of all, he appeared to me. And embedded within this apologetic is this lovely personal testimony about God's transforming grace in his own life. You will have noticed the emphasis of those two verses. It was God's grace that turned him round from his previous disastrous way of life. It was God's grace which had called him, and now it was God's grace which was enabling him and empowering him to carry out his mission. And so it is for us. It's our story as well. First of all, what we were. I am the least of the apostles, he says in verse 9, and do not even deserve to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. Paul was very aware of the past from which God had called him. He'd previously had this upwardly mobile career as a persecutor of the church and therefore a persecutor of Jesus. And that led him to regard himself as the least of all of the apostles, verse 9. I don't deserve to be called an apostle, an apostle, He felt he didn't even deserve to be called a member of God's family. He had this profound sense of unworthiness. When he wrote to Timothy, he called himself the chief of sinners, do you remember? And perhaps that's why in verse 8 he says, And last of all, Jesus appeared to me as to one abnormally born. Abnormally born is a word for premature birth or possibly an abortion or a miscarriage probably what Paul is saying is this. I have opposed Christ and his mission so strenuously. I've persecuted the church so vigorously that it's really unnatural for me to encounter the risen Christ like John and Peter and James and other apostles. It's simply further evidence, he says, of how amazing God's grace was. And since God had graciously acted in his life in redeeming him, he then came to realize this is true for all people, Jew and Gentile alike. He came to see that is the way God acts. His mission, Paul's mission and ours, was to proclaim that good news of God's grace, his redeeming grace. We might think this is a very familiar theme, but I remember some while ago reading the words of Jim Packer when he said that some Christians pay lip service to the idea of God's grace, but it doesn't really touch their experience. I quote him, talk to them about the church's heating or last year's accounts, and they are with you at once. But speak to them about the realities to which this word grace points, and their attitude is one of deferential blankness. And his point is that the root trouble for many of us Christians is that we don't really understand the basic realities of our relationship with God, our own sinfulness, God's righteousness and justice, our desperate need of his powerful intervention, our need of the gospel of grace. Um, I'm very thankful I came to know Christ at a very early age. In fact, I sometimes give my testimony and say I became a Christian when I was five after a life of crime. In fact, I don't have a backstory like Paul. I can't write as he does. Uh, And even though I don't have this dramatically sinful past, which Paul is writing about in verse 9, I remember uh, when I was five years old saying to my father, I need to be forgiven. And I think that's true for all of us. To live by God's grace is to understand what Christ has redeemed us from. Uh, Martin Luther once said, if you knew what you were saved from you would die of fear. If you knew what you are saved for, you would die of joy. And that's how Paul saw it, what he had been rescued from. It was amazing grace. Uh, The same for John Newton, who wrote that wonderful hymn. Uh, He went to sea at the age of 11, and uh, then some years later, of course, he'd been involved in what he called the unspeakable atrocities of the slave trade, some years later, when he was 23, he was in this dreadful storm. He appealed to God for his mercy. He came to know Christ. And to keep God's grace right at the front of his mind, um, he wrote some verse. one verse from Deuteronomy 15, which he put above his, on the wall above his study. Thou shalt remember that thou wast a slave in the land of Egypt, and the Lord thy God redeemed thee. What we were. God's redeeming grace. And then he describes who we are, God's transforming grace. Paul was very clear about this in terms of his own identity. By the grace of God, I am what I am, he says in verse 10. And it was this self-understanding which arose from being completely transformed by God's grace at work in his life, God's active love in his life. He certainly couldn't have served the Corinthians, he says, Uh, verse 10. God's grace to me wasn't in vain. Uh, It it empowered him to work with the Corinthians, and he says in verse 2 their response could have been in vain were it not for the gospel of grace. So God's grace had made everything possible Uh, his call, his service to them, their response, his missionary work. So everything about him, his identity, was to do with. God's transforming grace. And uh, I wonder if that's true in our lives, too. Uh, We live in a culture where our identity is, of course, shaped by where we uh, are brought up and our family, but increasingly by what we do and what we achieve. But all of that is secondary for us Christians. The thing that shapes our identity and our values and our ambitions, our decisions, our mission... Should be the grace of God. By the grace of God, I am what I am. It should impact every part of us. Um, I don't know if you remember the uh, comedian Spike Milligan. He was uh, once taking a train journey, and uh, someone opposite him on the train said, Oh, and uh, where do you come from? And he said, London. To which Spike Milligan replied, Sorry, uh, and the, the man replied, Oh, which part? And Milligan said, all of me. And that is exactly the case. It's a very nice answer. That's exactly the case with regard to God's call to us and God's work of grace within us. It should impact every part of us. By the grace of God, I am what I am. It's the power of transforming grace in our lives, shaping who we are and what we do. So what we were is God's redeeming grace, who we are is God's transforming grace, and finally, how we live. This is God's empowering grace for mission. Verse 10, his grace was not without effect. I worked harder than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. It was God's grace that produced this extraordinary response in Paul, this almost fanatical commitment to the cause of the gospel, this huge, wholehearted commitment, this energetic engagement in the cause of the gospel. He was empowered and energized by the grace of God that had called him, that gave him everything he needed. God's grace enabled him to carry this heavy load, he says. Uh, Yet, in case he was misunderstood, he says, yet not I, it's not down to superhuman effort, It's not down to my personal ability or zeal. It's not the power of positive thinking. Yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. Uh, For sure, he worked hard, as he puts it here, harder than most, harder than everyone, all of the other apostles. But he realized that it was God's grace that was the enabling power. And that's why we can join with Paul in saying the same kinds of things. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's worth noticing as we finish in that verse 10, Paul speaks of God's grace as with him, not in him. It's almost as though he's using the idea of God's grace is alongside me as a fellow laborer in the mission of God. God's with me grace. I think when we understand God's grace in these different dimensions, then we live very differently and although we pray for mission partners and we pray for God's work around the world, it's actually our lives that God calls to mission. It's each of us in the church this morning. That, whatever our background, whatever our personal struggles or challenges, and whatever it is God calls us to do where He's placed us, He promises to empower us by the Holy Spirit with His grace. So, those are the three. Little themes from this testimony that I think are echoed in our lives too. What we were, that's God's redeeming grace. Who we are, that's God's transforming grace. How we live, that is God's empowering grace. And so until the end of our lives, may God help us to have exactly that same motto. By the grace of God, I am what I am. That is the foundation for the call to mission.